this is part two of the getting on the same page episode called fantasy. What exactly do you want? When we were kids, we lost ourselves in games of make-believe. Children's imaginations are unbridled, and make-believe allowed us to experience shared imaginary fantasies with others, usually surrounding Superman or Batman and a thousand other characters. As very young children, this worked for a while because we would sometimes just go along with what the other kids wanted, embellishing rather than restraining or competing with the other kids' narratives. But of course, make-believe ultimately disintegrated into wars of, no, my superpower is better than yours, cuz, and the ubiquitous, nuh-uh. We still hunger for the old make-believe experience, but we became more sophisticated and evolved sensibilities that need structure, checks and balances, and logic. Ways of avoiding the nuh-uhs. Our minds require structure and fairness. But in the early 70s, David Arneson, Gary Gygax, and others created a hybrid game by merging miniature wargaming with strong make-believe giving us this chimera, role-playing games. Thanks, gents. This offered us a return to the shared imaginary experience we missed by providing the structure we needed, rules and mechanisms. Many of us played heavily in our adolescence, unquestioningly accepting this chimera that had arrived to give us joy. Hundreds of role-playing games have been released in the past 40 years, but they generally follow this paradigm, some with far more involved mechanisms than others. We learn to play by employing both halves of this chimera. We have our character sheets showing stats, abilities, which dice to roll, listing the chances of success. These are the meta elements. Alongside playing the roles of our characters' personas within the worlds they inhabit the make-believe element. Obviously, this has proven great fun to millions for decades. But usually only after years of reflection, we can ask ourselves, is this the precise mixture that we really desire in our role-playing game experience? Obviously, most role players like board games and miniature wargaming as well but many of us recognize and enjoy them as two different kinds of games. That is, we love both pizza and cheesecake, but we don't want them mixed together in a blender as a smoothie. Many of us hunger for a much stronger make-believe experience, but we came to accept the miniature wargaming elements as the cost of adult make-believe. But what exactly is it about these meta elements of the chimera that detract us from the pure make-believe experience that we're longing for? I think it is stance and focus. Game mechanics give structure and guide outcomes, which is all necessary. But when players are pulled into the meta stance, and focus as they play, that dynamic pulls them towards a miniature wargaming mindset. When we have charts and rules staring us in the face, 
with numbers concerning our skills, strengths, and powers, they naturally steal some of our attention away from the make-believe. Moreover, the more that we understand a game's mechanics, the more our minds can't stop focusing on them and from finding systemic ways of improving our chances of accomplishing tasks. This is a huge part of the fun of miniature war games and board games, strategizing with the mechanics in order to win. There's also the fun of roulette or craps in this part of the chimera. Will I roll the number which will save me and kill them is a big part of the fun here. This shift is especially true when not focusing intently on the mechanics may lead to our character's failures or even deaths. We can try to not focus on these things, but it's a lot like being told, don't think about pink elephants. And we can succeed sometimes, but even then, that effort of refocusing steals some of our energy. We simply can't have it both ways for the mind can only be stretched so far. The magic of imagination is inevitably disrupted to some degree by things like charts, numbers, and algorithms, whether we're conscious of it or not in the moment. Imagine that you're sitting on a sled being dragged by two horses, where the horses are only tethered to each other by the sled. One horse is intent on heading north, the realm of the meta, mechanisms, numbers, and algorithms, and the other, east, the realm of make-believe, shared imagination, personas, other world immersion. Sometimes the northbound horse is dominant, and you move heavily in that direction. At others, the eastbound horse wins out, and that is largely your course for a while. Neither horse can be cut free, for both are needed. Overall, however, your journey is a snake-like weaving with some degree of a northeasterly trajectory. Some gamers are bound to their particular chimera just out of habit, perhaps mixed in with some heavy childhood nostalgia. The way they play is simply the way it is. Some gamers care little at all. But many other role players consciously love this mixture for one reason or another, and they don't want that balance to be altered. That is, they want periods of make-believe just as much as they want periods of mechanics tweaking, and then mix those two markedly in moments of combat. If you happen to actually desire this specific kind of journey and direction, then great, continue on. But after consideration, perhaps you're really not. Maybe your hunger for the make-believe element is not being sated, and you had simply accepted the necessary evil of the obtrusive meta-elements, believing that you had no choice. But we really can steer our horses. I'm certainly not the first to recognize this tension in role-playing games, and there are many attempts to strengthen make-believe, as is my own goal. As should be obvious, a plethora of factors contribute to, or detract from, the feelings we want in our sessions. 
but I believe there's a lot we can intentionally do to facilitate it. My own conclusion is that if we want to move closer to this make-believe experience, we must change the way that we play. Our gaming methods matter more than the specific mechanics we employ for generating a specific gaming experience. By making serious changes to our methods, we can mutate our chimera into a creature more suited to our tastes. This requires us to sacrifice some of our sacred role-playing habits, some of the 50-year-old blindly accepted traditions handed down from the pioneers. This can seem uncomfortable to many veteran gamers, for seriously changing any long ingrained habit feels strange and even wrong. That's just the nature of change. But if you've reflected on what experience you actually crave, and if you've concluded that you really do want a deeper make-believe experience than what you're getting, then I believe leaving those old habits behind is necessary. As Einstein is credited with saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. I'll begin addressing specific methodological changes in future episodes, but there are two important points I want to make here. In the previous Getting on the Same Page episode, I challenged gamers to ask, what precise fantasy subgenre do you love the most? And here I ask, what specific gaming chimera do you want? That is, as the horses pull us in those two different directions, where would you actually prefer that they go? Heavily in the miniature wargaming direction? Somewhere in the middle? Far into make-believe territory? These are questions that, like the subgenre one, many gamers simply never ask themselves or have the conversations with their groups. Further, this question is tightly bound with the subgenre issue. That is, if your preferred fantasy subgenre is a very serious rather than a frivolous one, then this chimera issue is very important for the tone of your sessions will impact your experience of your world. If you want a strong feeling of being in a fantasy other world and your gaming methods pull you heavily in the direction of miniature wargaming instead, you have some degree of dissonance, for those two do not facilitate each other. Again, if you conclude that you care about a specific gaming experience, then it's silly and sad to not explore these questions for yourself and your group. People are ripping themselves off, and doing that because you're stuck in old gaming habits is a bad reason to do it. So, as with the subgenre issue, spend time with yourself, contemplate what you want, and compare it with what you're getting. Then, have candid conversations with your group. It can only decrease any conflicts you're having and increase your gaming fun.